Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. You know, I'm so excited to bring you the word this morning. But you know, if you have your Bible with you, I want to invite you to turn to Exodus chapter 3. We're going to read from verse 7 to verse 15. And also going to continue on and read Exodus chapter 4 verse 1 to verse 15. So we'll start with Exodus chapter 3 verse 7. If you're there, give me a good amen. Hey. Man, cool. Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the afflictions of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now, behold, the cry of the people of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? He said, But I will be with you, and this shall be the sign for you, that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God in this mountain. Then Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say this to the people of Israel, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. We're going to read now from Exodus chapter 4. Uh, we're going to read from verse 1 to verse 15. Then Moses answered, But behold, they will not believe me nor listen to my voice, for they will say, The Lord did not appear to you. The Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? He said, A staff. And he said, Throw it on the ground. So he threw it on the ground. And it became a serpent, and Moses ran from it. But the Lord said to Moses, Put out your hand and catch it by the tail. So he put out his hand and caught it, and it became a staff in his hand. Then they may believe that the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Again, the Lord said to him, put your hand inside your cloak. And he put his hand inside his cloak, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous like snow. Then God said, put your hand back inside your cloak. So he put his hand back inside his cloak, and when he took it out, behold, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. If they will not leave you, God said, or listen to the first sign, they may believe the latter sign. If they will not believe even these two signs or listen to your voice, you shall take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground. And the water that you shall take from the Nile will become blood on the dry ground. But Moses said to the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and of tongue. Then the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute or deaf? or seeing, or blind. Is it not I, the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth, and teach you what you will say. But he said, O oh my Lord, please send someone else. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, It's then not Aaron, your brother, the Levite. I know that he can speak well. Behold, he is coming out to meet you, and when he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. You shall speak to him, and put the words in his mouth, and I will be with your mouth and with this mouth that will teach you both what to do. 
Amen. You know, just to give you a bit of a context, what we just read is the exchange uh, between Moses and God uh, who appeared like uh, in the form of a burning bush on Mount Horeb. And uh, the, 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 going back a few, a few, a few chapters, uh, we read that Moses, although he was a Hebrew, he was an Israelite, he was raised as an Egyptian prince. And the people of Israel was being slave-driven by Egypt. And one day, he saw one of the slave drivers oppressing one of the Hebrew men. He got angry and he killed the soldier. And what happened was he went around and he had to run away. So he ran away and he went to this place called Median, where he settled down, became a shepherd, uh, married. And one day while he was tending to his sheep, he saw a burning bush. And he went to the bush and this is where we read the exchange. And basically it was God telling Moses, Moses, I want you to go back to Egypt. And this time I want you to bring my people out of that land, to the promised land. And uh, I love the Bible because it's so honest. Um, if you know, if you read of Moses, uh, all, of his, all his achievements, who he was, you would never, I, I mean, I would never imagine his, him to be like that. Uh, giving so many excuses, and in the end, he straight up said, no, God, just send someone else. Uh, and God had, God, it says here that God got angry with him. I just love how honest the Bible is. But, you know, even as I read this, God reminds me of, uh, I felt God speaking to me uh, and telling me to be prepared for when things get normal. You know, um, how many of you are tired of the lockdown? I know I am. And I remember a few weeks back, Pastor Dave in his preach says, uh, asked the question of who's an introvert, raise up your hand. I think I was the only one that sort of put a hand emoji, hands up emoji on the comment section. Uh, but yes, I am an introvert. Uh, and I can really, 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 really enjoy being alone. For example, I think I move out of my, I used to have a housemate. Uh, and I moved out uh, in February because my housemate had to go to a different city. So I moved out and I decided, you know what, I'm going to not look for a housemate and I'm just going to stay alone. Uh, and I've been living alone for about a year and a half now almost. And I'm loving every moment of it. Uh, I just love being alone. I mean, I, I, I love my housemate, but I love being alone. Uh, I just enjoy my me time. And... Even then, even being an extro an introvert, after what week seven of lockdown, I think now, counting. Even I'm tired of being alone. <laughs> uh, the the tiniest bit of the extrovert in me is scratching, trying to scratch out its way. Uh, but the good news is, the good news is, I think last weekend on Sunday at least, the prime minister uh, in his announcement, although he didn't say much, uh, he did say that there are plans. And place to ease lockdown. I think things started, uh, shops begin to open, uh, allowed to open, people are allowed to go out and go for unlimited exercise on Wednesday onwards, I think. Uh, so it's it's starting. Uh, some people are allowed to go back to work. Uh, and so um, there is progress towards going back to normal. Uh, 
Uh, but I sense that even as we move towards normal, while we all look forward to it, I, while we all look forward to it, I sense that God is saying, you know, don't let this normal be same old, same old. In fact, the title for the message today is New Normal. And I sense God is saying that even as we go back to what normal was, don't let this be same old, same old. He says, I want to do a new thing. And I sense him challenging all of us, just like he challenged Moses. You know, Moses grew up in Egypt. Egypt was his normal. And he ran away, isolated himself, isolated, so to speak, uh, in, ran, when he ran away in Miriam, and then became a shepherd. And then suddenly he meets God again and God says, I want you to go back to Egypt. I want you to go back to your normal. But the last time you failed in saving, you, you, last time you, you, you tried to save a Hebrew brother, but you failed. This time you're going to succeed. This time you're going to bring the entire nation out. Uh, and yet Moses' response was no God, no. And a sense that, you know, for many of us, that could be our response as well. A sense that, you know, God is challenging us even as we move back to our normal lifestyle, so to speak. God is challenging us. Maybe he's already been challenging us. Uh, maybe it was something that he's been challenging us before the lockdown. But he's saying, you know, I want to do something new. Would you say yes? I'm going to challenge you. Would you say yes? And you know, just reading this, and God just spoke to me about three things that, you know, even as we prepare for that normal, prepare to be able to say yes. In order to do that, we need to make sure that we get the three things right. And we should use this time to prepare for that and to get these three things right. It's three very basic things, but it's very, very important. And I pray that will be a good reminder for all of us. You know, the first thing that we need to get right in this season is our identity. You know, reading this is very interesting because when God appeared to Moses and says, I want you to go back, the first response, the first excuse, when we read a lot of excuses for Moses, but the first excuse for Moses was, who am I? Who am I to bring the people of Israel out? Who am I? In fact, if you read all of the excuses that Moses had, a lot, most of them, I think all of them, have uh, in relation to pretty much his identity. For example, later on, he says that his next excuse was, "Well, if I go to the people, how I, how are they going to say uh, they would not? They're not going to believe me." And I think that's in part because of his identity. People know him. Uh, as the prince of Egypt who murdered a slave driver and ran away. Who are you? Then he, his next excuse was, you know God, I can't, I'm not good with words. I'm not eloquent enough. Uh, and God says, again, identity, he's saying, that's my weakness. I'm imperfect. I can't do it. And many times for us, it's the same. Our excuses is, I can't do it. And I can't do it not because I have 
I have no ability to do it, but because I don't think I can do it. And God is saying, you know, sometimes we let, just like Moses, we let other people define our identity. We let our past even, you know, Moses let his past uh, define him. You know, he, probably he had some guilt, maybe he had fear, uh, knowing that he's still a fugitive. Maybe, uh, even, if, even as we read in chapter 4, uh, when he talks about him not being eloquent, he even said to God, I have never been eloquent, not in the past, or even since you started talking to me. You know, he let his past define him. He let his imperfection, his ineloquentness, his, is that word, ineloquentness? Yeah, his imperfection, his weaknesses defines him. But the beautiful thing was, you know what God's response was when he said, who am I? God didn't say, you're Moses. But God says, I will be with you. That was God's response. I will be with you. He says, I am who I am. He says, I am God with us, Emmanuel. And that's the beautiful thing. You know, friends, our identity is not, as, as, as Christians, as believers of Christ, as children of God, our identity is not based on our weaknesses, it's not based on our imperfections, it's not based on our past, it's not based on what other people say we are, but it's what God says we are. And God is saying, you know, I am with you every step of the way. And God has given us a beautiful, beautiful description uh, of how he sees us. You know, just a few examples. The Bible says that we are chosen. The Bible says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. The Bible says that we are accepted, we are special, that we are royal. It says that we are forgiven. It says that we are loved. You know, whatever you think about yourself, whatever other people say about you, whether, you know, you're not good enough, God says you're special. And not only special, he says you are chosen. You know, people say you are not loved. God says, I love you. You know, you say, I'm not beautiful enough, I'm not, I've got so many imperfections, I'm weak. God says, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And you know, maybe for some of us, we need to kind of, we need to go back and reflect on our identity and begin to and begin to chip away everything else, everything that makes our identity that's not from God. And replace it with what God say we are. Because if we don't, we are not able to do that, we will only come up with excuses with like Moses saying, I can't do it. You know, I wrote here, I said, identity start with the letter I. But often, we let our identity start with I. But when we stop letting our identity start with I, we let the cross be the center. Get it? If not, write down your notebook identity, close off the I, you see in the middle is the T, the cross. And maybe in this season, we need to begin to reflect on 
our identity. Come to God, pray and say, God, these are the areas of my life where I'm struggling with. Go to him. You know, like Moses saying, God, I don't think I'm good enough. God, who am I? God, and let God restore your identity. Let God begin to tell you, you're my child that I love. You're my child. You are fearful, that was fearfully and wonderfully made. You're good enough. And for maybe for some of us even, it also means that we need to look at our lives and, you know, the thing about identity is that when you think about IC identification card, when someone has an IC identification card, that person is, um, that person is recognized as being part of something, a country, for example. Uh, if I have an identity card for my company, I am recognized as an employee in my company, part of my company. And if our identity is in Christ, maybe for some of us, what we need to reflect on and, and, and prepare our hearts and ask God to, 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 to teach us is if there's any areas in our life where it does not reflect the identity of Christ. Is there any unforgiveness? God says you are forgiven. And if we are forgiven, we ought to forgive. You know, is there um, maybe the way we act, bad habit, maybe the language that we speak, maybe that needs to change so that our identity, people can see our identity in Christ. It's a very important identity because, again, salt and light, we are called to be salt and light of the world. And the word of God says, if salt has lost its saltiness, what good it is but to be thrown and trampled on the ground. Let's not lose our identity. Let's not lose our saltiness. Amen? I can't do it. You know, when we don't see our identity, we only see, in, if we don't see our identity in Christ, we only see the weaknesses that we've given ourselves and people's given us. But once we see the identity that we have in Christ, we stop seeing the things that we cannot do, but we start seeing the things that He can do through us. And that's beautiful. And that's what happened with Moses. He went all the way through whatever that we read earlier on. He said, no, 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 no. I can't do it. But we all know the story. Moses went on and did it. And did amazingly. He started with all the no's, but as he began to see more of his identity in Christ, he began to see more his identity in God, he begins to see more of his potential. And that's my second point, friends. If we don't see our identity in Christ, we only see the things that we cannot do. But once we see our identity in Christ, we start seeing the things that he can do through us. And that's potential, friends. And that's my point number two. The second thing that we need to get right and prepare ourselves for the new normal potential. We need to start recognizing that we have potential. Identity and potential are so tightly linked. You know, over this um, lockdown, I've been quite naughty in that I signed up for Disney Plus um, and I, I, I just love 
the MCU movies. Um, I was in writing universe new, new movies, so Avengers and things like that. And what I did was actually watch from the first ever movie and I followed the timeline through all the way to the final endgame. So Iron Man 1 all the way to uh, endgame. I uh, love it. I, I think I can still do it again. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just amazing. Uh, but we, we see even in the movie, I remember this one scene of how identity and potential are so closely linked. I uh, remember of, you know, Hawk, Bruce Banner, and from the first movie until Infinity War, Bruce Banner hated Hawk, and Hawk hated Bruce Banner, right? And whenever they say, um, even from the first, the first Avenger, when they, when uh, Black Widow scouted him, he really says, he, he, the reason why he escaped Avenger was he, he said it's impossible, it's impossible to stabilize Hawk. But in Endgame, we saw that Bruce Banner became Smart Hawk. Uh, and I remember the scene where um, Ant-Man, uh, Captain America and Black Widow asked him how he did it. And he says, I used to see the Hulk as a disease. But when I started beginning to see him as a cure, I was able to work it out. And that's amazing because before he could see that Hulk was part of him, he always saw that Hulk was not his identity. And by not seeing that identity, he couldn't see the potential, and therefore it's always impossible, of what happened in the final movie when he became so Hulk. But when he said he began to see uh, Hulk as a cure, as a as part of his identity, he was able to make it work because then he saw a potential of that working out. And it's the same for us friends. Again, we need to see our identity in Christ to be able to see our potential in Christ. And I want to say that you know all of you have loads of potential. You know, Moses had loads of potential. God saw so much potential in him. He was a murderer, yes. He was just a shepherd at that point in time, yes. Maybe a fugitive, yes. But God saw a lot more in him. God saw way more in him. He was not eloquent. God says, that's fine. I can still use you. I can give you eloquency, if that's a word. He went up with just a staff. He was just a shepherd. And God says, that staff is not just for shepherding. Now you're a miracle worker. That's so much potential God saw in Moses. And you know, personally, I have experienced uh, just this amazing potential that God has seen in me. Um, and you know, when I first came to the UK in 2012, 2012 I think it was 2012, yeah, 2012, uh, to study uh, accounting finance in Bristol, if you ask me, did I see myself getting a good degree? Yeah, I did. I saw myself having the potential of getting a good, a good degree. Did I see myself having the potential of working here? Yeah, I did and I wanted to. Did I see myself uh, doing well here? Yeah, I think I did. 
I saw myself with the potential. I saw myself having the potential to do that because my grades have been good. All my lecturers in A-levels in high school say I'm good. Uh, and it, my friend says I'm good. Uh, and so I thought, and that's why I did the TN. I saw, and because of that, I saw the potential of me doing well. But if you ask me, did I ever see myself having the potential to one day coordinate, to be a privilege, to, to have privilege to be a church plant coordinator? Answer is apart from that. I've never, I didn't even see the potential of myself serving in a church. Uh, but I thank God that, you know, God has taught me, uh, even as I came through different people, bringing different people in my life uh, to uh, lead me, to guide me, to show me how much God loves me, how much He saw in me. And I'm here to tell you guys what, what and I, I know there's more in store for myself, but what I'm trying to get is, friends, if someone like me had so much potential, I think all of you have a lot more potential. More than just being just a student, more than just being an accountant, more than just being a doctor, a pharmacist, more than just being a lawyer. You all have so much more potential. And until we start seeing that, it's going to be hard for us to say yes. Until we start seeing the potential of us being able to thrive when God challenges us, we're not going to be able to say yes. And so friends, even in this season, let's begin to pray and ask God, search our heart and say, God, what potential do you see in me? Start with your identity. Get that right. And the potential that people can begin to see just through God's lenses what he see in us. Let's not let all that potential go to waste because you can't go to waste. Think about physics. Uh, I know I haven't encountered, but I did study physics a little bit uh, in A levels in high school. But potential energy is a stored energy. If something is in a specific position, so if it's a high position, there's stored energy up there. So for example, if you have a rock and something blocking it, it's potential. When you let go, it goes from potential energy to kinetic energy. But until that stored energy is allowed to move into kinetic energy, the potential energy is just wasted. It's just stored energy. It's the same with our potential. God sees so much potential in us, and unless we start putting it into motion, kinetic energy, we're not gonna depth, we're not gonna tap into that potential. Amen. Identity, potential, and the third thing that we need to get right in this season to prepare ourselves for the new normal is purpose. Identity. Potential has to be tagged to the right purpose. You know, I think Moses had a purpose from day one. He was born in a time where all the baby boys had to be killed, yet he survived. And not only survived, the princess of Egypt brought him in and raised him. And he survived all of that, the massacre and all of that. For a reason, and I think for purpose, for this purpose, 
But just reading him, even before all of these, he he's, he, 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 he tried saving a Hebrew brother by killing a slave driver. And that didn't work out so well. And the reason for that is because maybe he had the purpose right. He was angry, he wanted to save a brother. He had the potential, but he didn't take that along with his identity. And it's very important for all these three elements to come together. His identity then was, I am the prince of Egypt, and I am a Hebrew man, I guess, uh, and therefore I have to write. But it wasn't God has given me this identity. And so we have to tag all of these three together, because unless they are tagged together, we're not going to be able to fulfill our full potential. Purpose, Moses, and I think because of Moses' failure, he stopped seeing that potential, uh, that, that, that purpose, sorry. And uh, funny that at uh, the end, uh, God gave him all the answers, right? He had all the excuses God was able to answer him. And the end, he just said, God, just send someone else. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to go. Because uh, I think he just couldn't see his purpose anymore. Uh, and says that God was angry. But thank God that didn't end there. Uh, and he went anyway. Uh, you know, the theme for 2024 X Church is purpose. We all have a purpose beyond being a student, beyond being an accountant, beyond being doctor, lawyer, all of that. You know, we're here, wherever God has placed you for a reason. Your, your housemates, your friends, especially students, you know, um, Next year, especially when you're first year, this year, when you move on to your new homes, or your new houses next year, moving with specific people, those people will be probably the closest people you have in the next two, three years. And I can assure you that after those two, three years, when you start working, it's going to be a lot harder to keep in contact. And now is the best time because now you have so much contact with them and I think there must be a reason why they are your housemates. There must be a reason why they are in your social groups. And I think the reason is because you can reach them for God. There's so much more than just going to being here just to get a degree. By all means, do get a good degree, get your first class, get your 2-1. But there's more in store for you. And maybe this season, it's time to begin to pray and ask God for that purpose, to help you see your purpose, begin to, 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 to reflect on your people that you're going to have in your life in the next two years. And even, you know, time is limited. I mean, this lockdown should really, really emphasize again that, you know, it's a matter of urgency. Time is limited. And we ought to make the most use of that. Amen. You know, purpose. I said the, 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 earlier on that the theme for Acts Church is purpose. And this is drawn from actually Daniel. The book of Daniel, uh, chapter 1, verse 8. Uh, and it says here, 
that Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Purposed. Purpose also means this conscious decision. Here we read that Daniel makes a very conscious decision not to defile himself, to be set apart. And for some of us, maybe this season is for us to make a conscious decision. Whatever challenge that God has been giving you, make a conscious decision to say yes and follow through with that. Um, you know, I'm really, really blessed. Uh, again, I said I'm really privileged to be able to serve as the ex-Bristol uh, ex uh, Church Coordinator. And uh, we recently had a, this year we had a new uh, partner, a first year student who came in. And I remember in November, we sort of shared and said, we needed more keyboardists. And uh, I don't know, I remember this brother came up to me and said, you know, I never served, I haven't served, I can play the keyboard, I can play the piano, but I never served before in church. And I remember saying to him, yeah, that's fine, we can always train you up, teach you. Um, and the next thing I know, he came to me and said, you know what, I bought a keyboard and I'm practicing now. Uh, and that really amazed me. Uh, making that conscious decision, having that purpose in his heart. Uh, and I was so, so blessed to hear that. Uh, but not only that, I remember the first time that he served, he, we said, you know, everyone dress your best, worship team dress your best. And remember, everyone came up in suit except him. Uh, and <laughs> he already had like a grey jeans, I think, uh, uh, sports shoes, and like a blue jacket casual t-shirt. Um, and because of the combination, it didn't look good tucking in as well. Uh, and so, uh, so we told him to let it out. Uh, but he said that was his best at that point in time. He said he never owned a suit uh, or any formal shirt, proper formal shirt uh, in his life. And we were really shocked. Uh, but the beautiful thing was that I remember he went back for winter that year, last year in December. And the next thing I know, when he came back in January or February, the first time we put him back on to surf, he came in with a full suit. Brand new tailor-made suit that he got from back home. He went home purposely just to tailor-make a brand new suit so that he can surf with his best. And I was so blessed to witness that, to be able to share that with his brother. Uh, and, you know, he made that conscious decision, that purpose in his heart to give God his best, and he did it. Maybe it's time for some of us to do the same. You know, even before I close, uh, I said I've recently been re-watching all MC movies, so uh, I had a catch-up recently with a friend, and he asked me, what have you been doing over the last sort of few weeks? And I said, well, watching a lot of shows. Uh, and even as I said that, uh, a passage came to mind, and if you can turn with me, uh, to Matthew chapter 26, verse 36. Matthew chapter 26, verse 36. We're going to read all the way through to verse 46. This is the story of Jesus um, in the Garden of Gethsemane, the Matthew, Matthew's account of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane just before he was betrayed and arrested. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here, while I go over there and pray. 
And talking with him, Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it is if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as your will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping, and said to Peter, So, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, you will, your will be done. And again, he came and found them sleeping, for your eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Sleep and take rest later on. See, the hour is, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Now, as I tell my friend, I've been watching a lot of shows. I felt God saying, Watch what, what have you been watching and praying for? Over here we read that Jesus, going back to the disciples time and time again, saying, Watch and pray with me. Watch and pray with me. Watch and pray with me. What are we looking at and praying for, even in this time? Or are we asleep in this time of isolation, just like the disciples? Because sadly, as we read disciples sleeping, they were not ready for some, uh, they were not ready for what was going to happen. They were not ready. When we read here, it almost sounds like even as they got up, they were half, half awake, half processing things. Jesus was betrayed. And they were not ready uh, because we know later on, um, when Jesus went to the cross, they were scattered. Peter denied Jesus three times. And guess what? We read, we read, that some of them went back to their normal. They are all, same old, same old. Peter and friends went back to fishing. Instead of becoming fishers of men, as Jesus has called them, they went back to become same old, same old fishermen. Thank God it didn't end there. But friends, I pray that, you know, even as the normal comes back and God is challenging us to a new normal, I pray that we will be ready that we won't, go, we won't go back to same old, same old. Amen? Would you allow me to pray? Father Lord, we just want to thank you, Lord, for your word. God, we thank you for just uh, your a reminder again of, Lord, our identity, Lord, our potential, and Lord, our purpose. We thank you, God, that, Lord, uh, you see us with so much more than we see ourselves, than anyone else see us. And God, we pray, Lord, that even in this season, Lord God, of uh, uh, lockdown, and even as we slowly move towards the normal, Lord, we pray that you would continue to challenge us for this new normal that you want to make. Lord, you challenge us and teach us to be ready in this season, to prepare in this season for the new normal. And Lord, we pray, Lord, that even as we enter into uh, what was normal, uh, uh, new miracles, Lord, new testimonies, Lord, new breakthroughs, Lord, more lives will be added into your kingdom. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. 
Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.